0: Enchanted Tiki Talk is brought to you by Kingdom Strollers. Our premium stroller and crib rentals are delivered straight to your Disney or Orlando area resort. It couldn't be easier. Book yours at KingdomStrollers.com. And Mouse Pros. Let our travel specialists plan your next vacation. Our concierge-level service gives you the perfect
1: hassle-free vacation. Get your free quote from Sean or any of our magical agents at
0: MousePros.com. And Mickey Monthly. The Disney Fans monthly subscription box that brings the magic right to your door. Visit them at MickeyMonthly.com. And now it's show time. In the Tiki tiki, 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 hut. In the Tiki tiki, 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 Tiki Hut All the birds talk Disney and the listeners swoon. In the Tiki tiki, 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 hut. Welcome to our enchanted hideaway, you lucky people, you if you want starting right away, we'd be out of an audience too. In the Tiki 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 Hut, in the Tiki 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 Hut, in the Tiki 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 Hut, in the Tiki
1: Tiki 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 Hut. Hello and welcome to Enchanted Tiki Talk. This is episode 252 for the week of August 26, 2018. So in the nearly five years of Enchanted Tiki Talk, we've had the pleasure of talking with Imagineers, musicians, actors, and now someone who knows his way around a canvas. Our guest tonight is Disney Master Artist, and for, ho- for those not in the Disney circle, you know, they might know him from his artwork for The Evil Genius on Netflix or some of the artwork for the NFL and the Major League Baseball and for Topps Baseball Cards. But for us Disney folks, you can see his art in and around the parks in Walt Disney World so i'd like to welcome kevin john to the tiki hut kevin john welcome
0: welcome thank you thank you (laughs) it is a it it is a wonderful place to be here in the tiki hut today um i have a i have a special uh place in my heart for all things tiki so the place looks great and thanks for having me in guys
1: oh you're welcome thank you for joining us can't go wrong with tiki
0: right no, no, I'm a big fan of the podcast, and and that's and I'm being completely sincere. There's a there's about a dozen, um, maybe a little bit less than that, um, podcast that I listen to, and you guys are one on on, on on the regular for me. So you guys do a great job, and I appreciate I'm that. Honored to uh, to be talking with you guys today. This is very cool.
1: Oh, thank you so much. I Appreciate that. I, you know, one of the things I, I wanted to, to to get talking about right away. Um, is I, just because it's it's really interesting to me is uh, the feed the birds charity oh, that you do. Yes, yes. And the reason I want to talk about that was that um, I'm sure I'm I'm well aware of of what that is because a friend of mine I don't know, I don't know a couple of years ago had brought that to my attention, and mm-hmm. it wasn't even through you. And he you know he said to me you know he was he was telling me about it, and it was really interesting to me because I love parrots, and you know when you're you're devoting so much of your time and your life to um to a charity out there to take care of, of animals I think that's a pretty important thing um, in this world so why don't you tell us a little bit about uh, what you what feed the birds is for for that group over there
0: oh thank you so much thank you for allowing me to talk about this um uh and and I'll make it I'll make it brief um for you uh I I've had a long um you know 31 year career now as a professional artist and um, I started my senior year in high school and almost immediately um, after I started selling my work professionally um, I had a charity come to me and ask if I would donate some artwork to this event uh, that they were having and to help them raise money and you know I'm a, I'm a senior in high school at this time and don't have a, a lot of experience, you know, with this type of thing. So I went to my, um, art teacher at the time who, uh, who I owe my entire career to. Um, and she was always great with advice, you know, and I said to her, I said, Hey, you know, Ms. Bryan, I'm trying to, trying to make some money here and, and, and so I sell these prints and whatnot. Um, you know, so that I can, you know, save money and go to college and buy a car and do all those things. And, uh, and these folks, you know, they came to me and they want me to, you know, essentially give it away for free. You know, what, you know, how do I, how do I handle this? What, what is the right thing to do? And um, without skipping a beat, she said, never say no. Uh, she said, do something, do you know you may not be able to give them original drawing or an original painting but maybe a print or maybe some you know a small you know postcard or something with the with with the art on it but but do something it's good for your soul it's good for your company meaning my brand and 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 my studio um and it's good for your community and so for 31 years now i am i am very proud to say that we've taken that advice and we have raised nearly a million dollars wow. in the wow. 31 years, which is, I know it doesn't sound like a lot of money right now, you know, 31 years, a million dollars. But, you know, for an artist, that's a lot of money to, to, to raise for different charities um, really around the world now. I mean, we, we have requests from, you know, all over uh, for, uh, for help. And we're always so glad to do it and it's something that i really pride uh kevin john studios uh um, on is is our willingness to always be there and and to help uh different charitable concerns um i moved to florida six years ago i live on a barrier island out on the east coast of florida little little beach town and not too far from my house here uh i met a friend who owns a pet I'm sorry, a parrot sanctuary. And what this is, is because we're in a tropical climate here, um, there's a lot of beautiful tropical birds, mainly parrots that um, people will, uh, you know, they they live here. And some were released after being pets. Uh, Some were born here in in the wild. Um, And they're, I, I think they're easy targets. Um, for um, uh, mischief and, and and harm, I think, because they're such a beautiful bird, um, and uh, so they they end up getting injured or or needing help. And this gentleman that I know, uh, his name is Dan. I, I call him Captain Dan. Um, he really took this effort upon him, his 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 shoulders and. Uh, to care for these birds and he has this beautiful property set up and it's a sanctuary and there's these gorgeous huge outdoor cages and he feeds them every day and cares for them and um, it's 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 a wonderful environment uh, he encourages people to come and visit the sanctuary uh, it's called galleon treasures parrot sanctuary and I visited him not too long ago as they moved to a new location and expanded even more and you know, I, I, I said to him, I said, Dan, what do you need? What what can I do to help? I said, Is it is, is it food? I said, What's your what's your what's your biggest cost every every month or every week? And he said, Well it's food. He said, Food is really the thing that we need more than anything. And I said, Well tell me what that looks like. He said, Well, it's a bag of food a day or a bag of food a week basically and it's about forty five, fifty bucks a week for food. And that's what we really need more than anything. And I said, all right. And I made the commitment to him right then that what we were going to do through Kevin John Studios is offer a different print every week at a really low price. Um, we priced them right around 29 to 39 dollars, so right in that sweet spot area for, um, I guess you know, you, uh, pocket money. You know, you don't have to think about it, and. Uh, there's a special dedicated page on my website, kevinjohn.com, kevin-john.com, and it's for Feed the Birds, and, and every print that is sold that week from that page, um, all that money, 100% of that money goes to help Feed the Birds, quite literally. Um, I chose that title, and it all just seemed right for me because if of my love for all things Walt Disney the man um he had this tremendous philosophy um about humanity and about you know families and caring for people and making the world a better place more enjoyable through his art forms um and I also think that art I'm sorry that Walt was the type of guy that that saw beauty in all cultures and all things, all, no matter how different they were. Um, he celebrated those things in his, in his films. Um, he celebrated those things in his music. And speaking of music, one of his favorite songs was Feed the Birds yep. from the Mary mm-hmm. Poppins film. He would, at the end of a long day, walk down to the office of, you know, where the music was created and the Sherman brothers might be there. And he would walk over to the piano and ask them to play the song. And that's all he would say. Just play it for me. And they would play that beautiful song of Feed the Birds with its wonderful message. And the story goes, Walt would then gaze out of the window there onto his studio. And all of the, all of this that he has built and, and all the wonders that he had in his head for what he was going to do for, you know, the... the people of the world to be able to enjoy life just that much more through his art forms. Um, So it made sense to me to call this effort Feed the Birds, and it's something that uh, we here at Kevin John Studios are very, very proud of. Um, I encourage you to please check in at once a week on, on the website on that Feed the Birds page and you might just see a piece of art that week pop up that you like that uh, that you can get for a really good price and, and know that you're helping the effort along as well and um, and and I know the folks at Galleon Treasures are extremely uh, grateful for everything that comes down from from you all and uh, it's it, again it's just one small way that we can use the art to um, not only better the world, but um, give you something uh, to brighten your home as well uh, along the way. So uh, I encourage you to go to, again, kevinjohn.com, kevin-john.com, Kevin-John.com and uh, check out the Feed the Birds page and, and, uh, and read the story and, and help us out
1: yeah that's awesome I'm, yeah. I'm glad that you're doing that and, and you know thank listeners you. out there I know there's a lot of animal lovers out there and it's, it's, it's a good thing to do it's, uh, you know, it, 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 mean, it it really means a lot when someone you know like Kevin John will, will take his time and will do something at, really out of the goodness of his heart for something that he truly cares about and, and he's giving you the opportunity to own um, a little piece of magic a little a little part of, of, of Kevin John that's a little piece of magic So
0: thank you thank you
2: I love the I love the idea that it came. You know, you remember from high school what your teacher told you, and that you brought the philanthropy full circle and going going ahead. So, if we can go back there for a second, I'm just curious. You started in high school. How did you get the love of art? How did how did this how did this whole thing really start for you?
0: Oh, that that's a another good question. Um, you know, it's art having having a talent. Um, an artistic talent creative talent and i, I don't care what that is it, it it could be you know uh writing music singing music poetry writing books um being a chef for instance um uh, being an athlete all of these talent driven professions you know it's 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 as much a curse as it is a blessing because you're you're gifted with this very early in life most of us recognize it early in life that we're a little bit different than, than the other folks around us, in that we can create these things out of nothing. You know, you take a couple of raw materials and you create these these beautiful things that make people happy. And um, I, um, so I, it was just always part of me. It was not anything that I, I thought of as. A career uh it was not anything that i thought of um other than you know it was just something i really enjoyed to do this is going way back this is five six year old kevin john <laughs> um, and y- you know for whatever reason i liked to replicate on paper the things that i really enjoyed in life and at the time it was batman and <laughs> and dinosaurs (laughs) so i can i can remember my first attempt at drawing a human was was batman and i was about five years old and i remember what the drawing looks like i I remember it like it was yesterday changed my life i mean that was that was a that was one of those seminal moments in your life that you just never forget and i fell in love with it immediately because i realized that i could do something that other people couldn't
1: now, and, aren't you also a little bit colorblind as well?
0: I, I, I am. That's that's, that's actually
1: fascinating. Thanks
0: for knowing that. Yeah, I, I have some pretty pretty strong color deficiencies, which I really didn't realize until I got into high school, and the challenges of the art classes got got more intense. And you know, we were learning now not only to draw, but we were learning to paint, and and when you paint, you have to see the color within the color, right? Um, if you if you're painting a a person with a with a blue sweater, you just don't squeeze out a tube of blue paint and spread it across, and there's a sweater. There are there are many 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 subtle other colors within that blue. Sometimes they're purple. Sometimes they're reds. Uh, sometimes they're whites that create the shadows and the folds and, and and the textures of that sweater. And I'm not able to recognize. Many, most of those subtle differences, I just can't see them.
1: Is that what brought uh, the Kevin John Purple to being born?
0: It, it kind of that that's a, that's a mistake that came way later. Um, I I for the most part, um, when I was in high school and realized that I wanted to do this as a career, I kind of grabbed on to. Um, what I did best and that was draw and um, draw in black and white so I didn't have to worry about the color I didn't have that as a tool in my box to wow people with I couldn't wow people with color but I could really draw the heck out of anything that that, that I, I wanted to um, with with pretty decent accuracy um, so I stayed in that lane um, I started selling my work professionally when I was a senior in high school and um, never stopped Um, that carried on um, until my mid-30s and I was approached at the time I was doing a lot of sports art Um, I for about 25 years there I created Action portraiture for pro athletes and the team So it was commissioned by the athletes. It was commissioned by the teams for their personal use, their 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 uh, consumption. And um, ESPN approached us, uh, my agent and I, right around 2003, and they wanted me to create these pieces of art on camera at major sporting events. Like Super Bowl, and uh, it, we were thrilled that we were going to get camera time, global camera time. Um, the gig was a was a was a great great contract for me. However, they wanted color because they wanted it to it would pop more on camera. Right. So yeah. I had to quickly teach myself how to paint and how to see color where I couldn't. Oh wow! Um, mm-hmm. So over those next five years. Um, I really worked, you know, night and day on trying to perfect, a painting style that, that, that could be acceptable, you know, on a national stage. And, um, and over that time period, I, I I think I had developed a style that worked for me and that people really seemed to love. Um, and that's, that's how Disney found me, you know, um. I got the call from Disney, and and I didn't think my painting at that point was up to the standard of a a Walt Disney company. I really didn't. Um, Hmm. It wasn't on my radar to, I didn't apply, I didn't submit. I was just, I was, I had built my brand to national prominence and prominence and and, um, did some good things in communities when I was, you know, um, uh you know asked and and we put on a really good show i think and we were selling a lot of art and i think um you know that's what brought me to to disney's door and uh and that's what prompted the the phone calls from them and and uh they offered me a contract to create art in my style um that was really uh based on the theme parks um, as, as you well know, Disney has tremendous character artists. I, I'm not a character artist, um, but what they, what Disney has charged me with, is the the honor of, rep, of of rendering Walt's attractions and the attractions of these amazing Imagineers and this amazing company. Uh, these attractions that we love at Walt Disney World and at Disneyland, I get to render them in in paintings. And then people get to buy those paintings and prints and the geclays at the parks and take them home and remember those park experiences that we all love so much through my artwork. So a, a, a greater honor I, I I have not had. Um, it really, I can't even say it's a dream come true, guys, because I, I never honestly dreamt that, Kevin John was a fit for, for Disney. You know, it was just so big. It was, I mean, name an artist that wouldn't want to work for Disney. Right. You know? yeah. I mean, I just, you know,
1: it just fell yeah. into place for you.
0: Yeah. It, it you know, I, I think guys, if, if I, I have a, I played football in high school and I, I coached, uh, high school football. And one of my football coaches, when I played, you know, he had a saying that, uh, you know no one we may not be the most talented we may not be the biggest we may, may not be the fastest team but we're gonna outwork everybody and nothing there's no substitute for hard work
1: no nope.
0: and I've really used that philosophy with my with my company over the, the last 31 years I, I I'm, I'm not the most talented I am uh, I'm, I'm certainly not the most creative but darn it i am when tasked with with something i am going to go after it with everything i have and and it is um you know it's my life you know my 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 company what i do this is this is all that i do this is my life and i that it has it has paid rewards for me so i i i i have to say that 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 hard work is the thing that just you know, really overcomes most obstacles. So, well,
1: two of my favorite pieces of work that that you have done is uh, the Topps baseball cards, which oh, thank you, I absolutely love those. I, I wish I still had those, but uh, I fled in my basement, and they're now destroyed. <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> and the other one is I was because I was I was getting for for my son, and the other thing is the the Destination Epcot print that you did with the the wood boards. And the uh, mirror on the top, and, and the wine glasses, I absolutely love that. It's one of those things I wish I would have had. I wish I would have picked up uh, and had framed because it's it's just, it just it's it is is distinctly your style, but it, it fits in the motif it's, it's got a, uh, to me it's got the, it's got a almost seaside feel to it, ah, and I love you. that, absolutely love that
0: thank you well you are in luck in 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 the regard that that piece has not premiered yet right oh, um it, hasn't. it has not premiered oh, i didn't yet. know that i if, if for folks that do so- follow me on social media um i do when i'm working on projects the ones that i am allowed to show uh as i'm working on them uh i i do i show the the whole process from the early concept sketches to to the final painting and that is a, that's a real special piece to me. Um, it is, uh, <laughs> it has been chosen as the signature art for the Epcot International Food and Wine Festival for this year. Um, mm. I am, I'm honored with that. It's called Eat, Drink, Music, Magic, Repeat. <laughs> and I, I really think that it, in, in one... Um, in one vision, it really kind of explains all that all that the wine and food festival at Epcot is. Oh yeah, uh,
1: without a doubt, it's
2: just. So I'm um, so yeah. just curious. How did you come up with that?
0: I mean, oh, it's, it's got to be. Thanks for asking. It was that. That's a piece that was at about two years in development. It was something that I wanted to do. And so every time that I was over at Epcot, I would, you know, kind of, you know, it's that funny thing that artists do, you know, you hold up your, your fingers like two, like two L's, you know, and what, what that is, is we're creating a compositional space within those brackets of your fingers. And, and, you know, I'm looking at different angles and, and how would I say all of that that i want to say if i were to describe visually what epcot's festival the uh food and wine festival is to people how would i say it visually so i started you know sketching out these concepts two years ago and they went through revision after revision after revision finally when i was at the uh, festival of the arts at epcot this last year i was doing a series of signings and i had some downtime and i just kind of walked around and Saw a monorail coming around at a great angle, and took out my phone, took a picture of it really quick, and then I look over, and there are these gorgeous, you know, three hundred foot palm trees, you know, towering up in the up into the sky, and I'm like, yeah, this is this needs to be part of it, and one of the, one of the things that I really love artistically to to look at. Are the old travel posters of the golden age of travel? You know the yeah, they're great. 30s, the yeah. 40s, the 50s. You know when it was, you know when when air travel and and rail travel was at its at its real height. You know, um, they did these amazing travel posters for different points of interest and in cities and destinations around the country, and it was they were to advertise going to these places. You know, and i really wanted that travel poster flavor uh with a kevin john twist to it um as 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 this piece and i really think that it's going to establish a brand new style within my own kevin john style um for pieces moving forward i mean we're going to pitch this concept to food and wine festivals all over the country i mean we've already begun talking with uh several of them and there's big ones in los angeles and colorado and and we want to kind of do this um with those different festivals all over the country i think it would be a gag i mean just really really uh, a a a great gig and a lot of fun and be able to being able to represent these different uh communities you know in in art and their festival and to be able to celebrate those people and the, their communities and, and the festival uh, with this art, I think it would be fantastic. So um, I am over the hill uh, excited that uh, the the piece premieres on, on the 30th here, uh, 30th of August at the kickoff of um, Food and & Wine. And I'm gonna be there to uh, autograph the prints for people I have about 30 different signings um, uh. that, that are scheduled throughout the entire festival. Um, you'll be able to as soon as Disney announces it and they like to they'll announce it probably right before the festival so I'm expecting the official announcement to come maybe Monday or Tuesday of the week um, right before the festival and then I'll be able to post the actual signing dates and everything and times and locations on my website so again you'll be able to follow there and uh, come out and, and see me, and, and, and collect some art, and get this piece. There's, I think they're going to go fast. There's only 95 uh, of frames. Oh, and plays. Wow. Um, so there, I, I expect, I, I expected this to be a very, very popular piece. And, and, uh, and I'm looking forward to, again, you know, it's kind of like family reunion when you see all these folks that, you know, collect your work and they follow you here on, on, you know, on social media and everything. And, and, uh, when I do the signings at Disney, the ones that are in town or that come in town for, um, that event, it's always wonderful to meet those folks and to be able to spend some time with them and everything. It's, it's, uh. It's pretty remarkable. So, um, thanks for asking about that piece. I'm really excited about it.
1: I had no idea that was coming yeah. out because I, I, I could have sworn it was. I've seen it a lot lately, and I, I mean, I guess that's why because I guess people have been sharing it, and it was like, wow, I need. To, like, I wish I could have gotten it. Like I, me, I'm thinking that's been out for a long time. I'm like, oh man, oh, I got to get that piece. But uh, that's
0: it's yeah, a it, great piece. It 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 is a very. Um, Uh, we're creating this art for disney is obviously awesome but it does take a long time um i mean there's a there's a piece that i'm doing that will premiere just after the first of the year um and it's the it's the tower of terror 25th anniversary piece believe it in 19 already we're going to be celebrating 25 years for the tower and uh so i'm creating an exterior tower of terror painting and I am going to put you, the viewer, uh, at the gates of the tower on the night, October 31st, 1939, the night of the Halloween gala uh, where the uh, tragedy took place, as the story goes, and you're going to be uh, walking up that path, um, lit by pumpkins and ready to celebrate Halloween at the Hollywood Tower Hotel. Um, that piece I have been working on, concepting, for probably four years. Wow! Wow! It's it's just a you know, it's it's just one of those things where you know it it, it takes a lot of time to develop, and and that's also why you know the the prices of the originals are what they are. I mean right. that uh, these mm-hmm. originals will be upwards of eight nine thousand um, dollars. Wow. For these pieces, but it's again, it's because of all the time that, that that goes into just the development of the of the concepts and the paintings and and everything. So, so
2: how long does it take? I mean, it takes four years, obviously, obviously, as you said for this. But going back and forth, so you come up with the concept and you have free reign, I take it, to, to
0: do what you want. Yeah, D- Disney is, is is really really good to me in in that I'm I'm kind of like the only guy that's really doing park art that's not stylized or has character involvement or anything i'm pretty much the only one that is you know creating art of, uh, from the park point of view um uh, uh park themes that that are that's realism you know and so they've really given me free reign to you know hey you come up with some. You know the ideas and the concepts, and so I I, I do a, a written concept first, and I send that over, and they say, oh yeah, like that sounds like an interesting idea. Or for instance, when when I um, sent them the idea about about the Tower of Terror, you know, they're like, well, the 25th anniversary is in twenty in 2019, so that would fit, and it's also kind of slowly becoming the icon of that park now, right? And um, So they said go ahead and you know show us some sketches so then i get you know get really down and dirty into taking all those concepts and everything that i've been working on and i develop into kind of a color concept painting so um it's not a real good painting but it kind of lays it all out lets them kind of understand visually what i want this thing to look at to look like um then once that goes through the approval of the concept itself and the visual concept um then it goes through disney legal so they check it make sure that you know everything is is uh is copacetic and then i'm given the thumbs up to go ahead and create the the final um painting which that will usually take about three to four weeks um you know, you're looking at 100, 150 hours in, in a painting like that.
1: And how much time would you spend at, like, the studios? I mean, granted, you could see it from pictures, but how much time did you spend at the studios, the studios just looking at the, the Hollywood Tower Hotel and and trying to see some of the nuances that you might not necessarily see, you know, from a photo? Do you spend yeah. it,
0: um, a lot on that? Absolutely. A lot. You know it's it's difficult to go on an attraction without it's it, i can't <laughs> and i knew i was going to do this to myself you know i did this with with sports you know i i loved sports and i love to go and watch football or coach football especially and then i worked in it i worked in sports uh from from an artistic standpoint so every time i look at you know athletes i'm picturing them as paintings you know i'm looking at events and i'm thinking oh my gosh you know i need to be involved with that tournament next year i need to do a commemorative painting for that championship or whatever you know disney now is the same thing you know we when we go to the parks even casually to enjoy an evening walking around and eating some food or whatever you know i'm looking at everything as a as a potential project. And it really, it's kind of a, it's, it's, it, again, I, it's one of those blessings and curses all at the same time. So from the very first time I stepped on that attraction in 1998, I, I, I saw it as my God, what an amazing piece of art this is. I mean, they really are sculptures. They're living, breathing sculptures to begin with. And for me to just be able to replicate that Uh, in two-dimensional art is is so much fun so i guess to answer your question how much time do you spend dedicated time where i just said you know okay tonight we're going into the park and we're gonna really spend two hours walking around um, the tower and we're gonna look at all different angles i mean i've gosh probably probably a week you know Um, probably 30 40 hours just spent there you know immersing yourself in 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 bathing in the in the in the textures and the changing colors and and in all in the story you know i again i'm i'm telling story through my paintings to evoke some sort of an emotion and that just doesn't happen without I think a lot of this creative process going on. Right. Yeah. It's also a tremendous responsibility when you think about it. You know, I mean, I am—I'm not creating the tower. I'm not creating the haunted mansion. I'm not creating Pirates of the Caribbean. No, what it's, I'm it's is interpretation that, of it. I'm, I'm representing it to the world. Right. For Walt's company. I mean, it's a pretty daunting <laughs> responsibility, you know. It's uh, to be an ambassador or caretaker of these attractions and these environments that we love so much. My gosh, I, it's just it, again, I, I sit here and I, I I talk about it, but it's like I'm talking about another person, you know. I, I never, never imagined that the kid with the crayons in the back of the classroom, you know, would be, you know, blessed with, with, with such an honor.
1: Well, I mean, I can hear it in your voice. I can hear how much you appreciate that people like your work, but I also hear it in your voice that you appreciate the, the whole, uh, what's the word? Uh, not, I don't want to say ordeal, the whole process of going through the development of your artwork. It's, it's just it's like you're becoming it's it seems like it's like you become the artwork you know it's like you're merging with your artwork to, to perfection to make this this visualization visual interpretation come out absolutely perfect and it's i don't know you, you can just feel that the way you're the way you're talking and how much you love and appreciate the entire thing
0: wow that's a that's a huge compliment thank you and uh-huh. and that's and, and it's spot on um, I mean, I'm, I'm literally pointing at you and pointing at my nose at the same time. I mean, spot, spot, <laughs> spot on. Spot on. Um, you, you do. I, I describe it as as bathing in it. You know, when I'm when I'm doing, for instance, you know, all the concepting, and and when I do the final paint on this Tower of Terror piece, you know, I will, I will have, you know, the music, the melodic melodies playing, you know background music in my studio or I'll watch that amazing Steve Gutenberg Tower of Terror film you know, over and over and over <laughs> you know I just I, I, I bathe in the in the environment and the story and everything to to best translate that to to the fans and I also try I also try with with my Disney art to not be so um i don't want to be cliche um for instance my first painting for disney they said you know you have free reign do whatever you want give us some concepts and this is almost six years ago now and i send in the concept of the hatbox ghost and i can't tell you how many weird looks i got and questions from everyone that I told like what what is a hatbox ghost (laughs) if you rewind the clock (laughs) Hattie was still that mythic figure at this point he was very he was only known to us haunted mansion heads you know the the deep the deep cut people you know the b-side you know of (laughs) of that record album You know, fourth cut in, you know, the song that nobody else knows. That, that was Hatbox Ghost. And, and he, I saw uh, a Mark Davis illustration of the Hatbox Ghost in a book and record when I was in third grade. And I bought it at Disneyland when we went to visit. Now, I went in the mansion. And then on the way home, I'm looking at this book and record and these wonderfully illustrated pages and I see this figure that grabbed a hold of me and stopped me cold there was just something so ghoulish about him and I didn't remember seeing him in the mansion but you know we only went through once and I'm in third grade and I'm trying to convince my eyes that those ghosts there that are dancing, there are no strings, there are no, it's not a puppet. You can see through it, so it's not really there. How did Walt pull this off? How? I mean, clearly I've seen the most amazing things my third grade mind could could handle at the time at this park in general. And now I'm being told that these are ghosts and i believe it and i say and i keep saying to my dad you know how <laughs> how how did they do this because my eyes are deceiving me and and um but so i didn't remember seeing the hatbox ghost but i i could not take my eyes off of this drawing and then i got home and listened to the book and they talked about this hatbox ghost who his head would disappear off of his shoulders (laughs) and then appear in the hat box that he was holding. As the bride's heart beat, for every beat, the head would appear and then disappear. And I'm like, that's awesome. Awesome (laughs) and ghoulish. (laughs) And it was like, it was like the best slice of pizza I've ever had. (laughs) 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 So, um, so that's where that's what I wanted to do, and I got to dig into Disney archives and find the old photography, and I even was able to sketch uh, the from the actual mold of, of the of the headpiece and this old black and white photography from inside Disney Studios before he was put in the mansion for that very short time, that first week that they were open and learned everything I could about Hatbox and created this painting. Disney loved it. It's a hit in the parks. It still sells. It's my top seller five years later. And now Hattie is everywhere. (laughs) Everyone knows who Hattie is now. So I, I kind of pride myself on not doing the Hitchhiking Ghosts you know i didn't i didn't go for the easy get on any of these things that i try to interpret visually i i want to cause the viewer to look at the subject a little bit different than everything else it's why i don't put hidden mickeys in my paintings everyone does that you know every, i i when i, was I gonna ask signing-
1: why you didn't i was curious yeah
0: when i do signings at disney people will come up to me and they'll say oh, I saw the hidden Mickeys that you put in, and I just, you know, I nod and smile, and oh, yeah, well, where did you find it? And then they'll show me, like, you know, three drops of paint somewhere <laughs> that, I, that happened <laughs> to land the right way, and it looks like a hidden Mickey, and it's not, but I, you know, I say, well, that's great. You, you found it, you know, and the it's funny. The, um, the Epcot uh, food and wine art has... Like three blatant hidden mickeys in it, and they were completely unintentional. It, wow. Like legit, mm. did not happen um, on purpose. It, it's and again, I want to I want to cause a, a, a something different in them. Um, than than I want I want you to look at that attraction differently. I want you to hear a little bit of a different story that you than you normally do when when you when you have a discussion about these attractions that we love so much so, it it's funny
2: because it's funny because when you're talking about listening to music looking at that looking at the the don't try to hide or even, even the cinderella castle there's there's music that comes into my into my mind oh gosh just, just watching them oh gosh because it's you're you're it's so different it's you know the, the the mute the muted colors. It's it's just so where you have to pay attention, and it's like you're looking at it for so long. It's like you start humming along, like <laughs> like the right. cursed pirate. It's like, uh huh, uh, and while you're looking at it.
0: <laughs> Thank you, man. I will tell you, um, boy, you've got you've got great insight, man. I, <laughs> wow, uh, yeah, I'm I'm flattered. I, I th- again, th- these are some of the greatest things that I could hear because these are the things as I you know, toil away here in, 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 in pain about creating these pieces. These are the reactions. This is the, I put myself in the place before I was a Disney artist, when I would travel from Pennsylvania and, and save for a year to come here for 10 days and just, You wanted to take it all home with you, but you can't, you know, and you love, it's the music and the smells and the, and, and, and the atmosphere and the people and the hum and, and the, and the, and the visual delights, you want to take that all with you, but there's no possible way. We try with t-shirts and coffee mugs and, and all of that. So when Disney said to me, we're going to give you the opportunity to give those people that experience on their, in their homes, I'm like, hell yes. Let's. That's exactly what we need. We need this, you know. We need this. It's a way to enjoy those experiences, to hear that music, to feel that, to smell those 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 um, scents that are just, you know, hand in hand with with you know the the water and the Pirates of the Caribbean has that certain smell to it, you know, and it's, yeah. it's like coming home, you know, and and if, if I'm able to give that to people through these paintings, my gosh, am I, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a little farther along than what I thought, so thank you.
1: Uh, out of curiosity, if you can go back to the Hatbox Ghost, is there anything that you would change it to, change at all, or would you change the style, um, you know, since it's been several years since you've worked on that? A 100%. Really,
0: yeah. <laughs> I love that. I, I, but that is not uncommon with with every painting that I've done, with every drawing that I've done. So I you're never I,
1: satisfied with how. It I'm works.
0: never satisfied. The more distance th- that I get uh, away from it, the more unsatisfied that I am because my work has come so far in in that period of time. It, it, this has. There are artists out there that I know that. Like Shag, for instance. Shag has, a, has a, a gorgeous style. It is delightful to look at. But his style is identical today as it was 10 years ago. There, you cannot tell a Shag painting from today or 10 years ago. He found his, his, his path and he stays in that path. And why wouldn't he? I mean, the guy is amazing. His work is fantastic, but for me, I'm constantly searching, constantly trying to improve the work. I don't ever think I'll ever find my style, so to speak, because I'm always inspired to kick it up a notch. So with Hattie, you know, he the style that I used with him was I brought over from my sports art, which was, I'll describe it as the dripping torso, where, you know, I really detail the upper body, the head, the hands, the arms, and the top part of the torso of a figure. And then from a compositional standpoint to how do we end this story? Do I continue all the way to the feet? Well, let's make it interesting. Let's just drip the paint down. And I dripped the background then a little bit. So I chose that style for Hattie and in a few other paintings that I did but it it, it lends itself more to the um, To the to the dark Disney pieces, you know, my mansion right. bride has that um, my uh, Bellhop from the Tower of Terror has that However, you know when I did the painting of the Tiki Room it didn't the dripping wasn't working you know that was more of a it it was a different experience visually so for Hattie I think that I would probably I would probably do him full body this time next time around I should say I think that I would articulate him more I was the, the early direction from Disney was to stay as accurate to the audio animatronics as I could and that worked really well with Hattie, because he's such a fantastical figure. So, I stayed right there in that lane. Um, I then, when I created the 45th anniversary mansion piece that was the the Gravedigger, I submitted very realistic um, audio animatronic renderings of that Gravedigger, and. It came off looking like a poorly drawn human, you know, because it, to us that know the thing, it reads as an audio animatronic, but it's, you know, the proportions aren't exactly right. It looked like I had drawn a human really poorly. So they pulled me off of that and they said, let's try a more realistic rendering. So I did that. I turned him into a human and it was, woof. It, it was a little too dark, uh, they thought, um... And I agreed. Um, there's not a, there's not an easy way to show terror in a in a human's face without really evoking that that feeling of terror. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. So I backed off of that and I asked them to give me one more shot. And what I did was kind of a crossover between the two. I, I essentially created my own animated character of that caretaker. Um, And they loved it they approved it stamped it and we ran with it Um, so I think if I were to revisit Hattie I would articulate him a little bit more I would get a little more creative with his pose his stance Um, and I probably would put him in the attic um, with Mm -hmm. all the cobwebs and the lighting and the accoutrement you know that you would find in the attic around him Um, I'll do that painting again I'll probably it'll probably be a, like a 10-year anniversary piece for Kevin John as a Disney artist right. um mm-hmm. so because I'm gonna want to re- I'm gonna want to repeat that the right way so uh not that it's a bad piece it's just that you know as as tasked with that again I would I would approach it completely differently
2: so you talk about your evolution and how you progress and and go. And I know when uh, people come for signings, there's, there's kids who come by want to show you things. What, what advice do you give them? What do you talk to them about?
0: Oh, wow. Um, you know, my message to young artists is, 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 is a, is a pretty simple one. And that is first get a sketchbook and take it everywhere. And instead of picking up your phone and checking your texts or your, Facebook Um, Pick up that sketchbook And a pen or a pencil and look up and the first thing that you see. I don't care what it is I don't care if it's a corner of a room sketch it Sketch draw constantly It's the only way you're going to get better Um, The other thing that I always tell people whether they're a young artist or an aspiring adult artist Um, They often ask me about, um, you know, how do they become a Disney artist? And uh, I say, well, develop your own thing. Build your brand to where Disney can't ignore you. Sell enough artwork in the marketplace that they want a piece of it. Yet it cannot be Disney art because they own that. Disney owns Mm -hmm. that IP. Mm-hmm. It you you don't want to try and get a job with Disney by showing them paintings or drawings that you've done of their IP because it's theft. Um, develop your own thing and become good enough. Become a well-rounded artist, performer, um, creative person, and then lastly especially the little ones, I hand them a box of Kevin John crayons. I often um, refer to myself as, you know, I'm, I'm nothing special. I'm, I'm still that third grade kid sitting in the back of a class with a box of crayons drawing instead of doing the schoolwork that I was supposed to be doing. And there's nothing like a Fresh box of crayons with fresh tips on all of them, you know. <laughs> and so, I, 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 I have my own branded crayons with you know my logo and my name on it, and everything. And we give these out to young artists and kids that we'll run into at the park for no other reason that just want to create a little magic. And my directive to them is is two. It's and it says it right on the right on the right on, the, on the, the box of crayons it says you always want to dream big always dream big don't ever think anything is too big to achieve I don't care what that dream is and then my advice to them is never stay in the lines when you're coloring <laughs> how many times were we told that you gotta stay in the lines and that's how our that's how our art projects were graded when we were young that's right Mm-hmm. It's how society wants us to be. It More so now than ever. I mean, look at what's happening happening politically in this country. We're all supposed to lock, we walk in lockstep. That's true. And follow the rules and be a certain type of individual. And people that don't look or act like us are, are different and wrong and bad. Mm-hmm. And so I tell these little kids... You take these crayons and you grab that coloring book and you color all over it. You color outside lines. And be that way with your with with your with every aspect of your life. If there's, if there's a style of hair that you want to wear that's different, do it. Rock it and love it. If you want to if you want to be a certain type of person, you be that individual. Be true to yourself. Be who you are. Love yourself and through 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 being your yourself and loving who you are and what you do you will then pass that along to other people people will want to be around you and and that love and that kindness and those good feelings and the positivity is spread that way and and that's how you heal um problems and that's how you heal the country and and i think more kids need to need to color outside the lines and realize that that's a safe place to play and that's a good place to be because great things are created by people that color outside the lines, um the bill gates of the world um you know yeah that's 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 who you want to be in your circle those are the those that's the that those are the type of people that you you should want to be in your community the the people that are thinking differently and and striving for something better for everyone not just for a segment of people right
1: yeah definitely definitely so kevin john everybody that comes into the tiki hug gets to answer the same five questions we call it the tiki lightning round oh yeah <laughs> so <laughs> let's see number one your favorite disney character
0: Headless Horseman
1: your favorite snack?
0: Oh man, dude, I am no carb, no sugar, and oh, it's killing me. Oh, it's man. fine, I am good on a daily basis. I'm we we, it's it's awesome. But we went to the parks last night, and and I broke down. I had to have some of those um those those almonds, those like sugared almonds that oh, they make.
1: Yeah. Oh the
0: yeah, Adventureland, yeah, favorite snack in the park, sugared almonds
1: favorite disney movie
0: oh wow I, I you know i gotta say i <laughs> don't laugh i gotta say the tower of terror i love that, <laughs> I love that. Yeah, and see, you, laugh. you laugh at me I, they always laugh when i say that it's a, i eyes. love the film i love it somebody has to Someone has to. And I'm the one. I bought all the DVDs. <laughs> you bought them all. <laughs> I'm waiting for it to come out on Blu ray. I don't think that's ever going to happen. Probably not. But no. you never know. You never know. Uncle Buzzy. Green big.
1: <laughs> favorite Disney attraction?
0: Oh. Um, uh, Tower of Terror 1A. Haunted Mansion One B. I can't separate the two. I've never been able to.
1: Okay, fair enough. Your favorite Disney or well, your favorite theme park memory?
0: Oh gosh. Oh wow. Okay. Well, it's it's a most recent. Um, it's a most recent one Uh, six years ago I uh, got the call from Disney I signed my contract and we went to the park we went to the Magic Kingdom later that day and my girlfriend took me over to the um, town hall and We waited in line and when we got up to the guest uh, relations person, uh, she said, we want a couple of buttons and the guest relations person said, great, what are you celebrating today? And she told her to write on it, my name and underneath it, it said, um, Disney's newest artist. And, uh, I wore that. I'm sorry, guys. Oh, I wore great. that. Oh, that's oh, great. great. It's- and she had one that said, Disney artist girlfriend. And, <laughs> <laughs> and so there we were in Waltz Park. You know, I had um, Walt from the time that I was very, 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 very young. uh, Was always someone that I um, used as a template. And again, to have this opportunity to forever be part of the family now. It's just, you know. That's my favorite
1: memory. There's a lot, but that's my. That's Dreams my do come true, you know. That's certainly do. That's the essence of of talking with you tonight. That's uh, that's the biggest thing that you could take away from it is that you found something you love. You found something you're good at, and you were able to make a career out of it. Not only make a career out of it, but you have thousands and thousands of people who have purchased your work who love your work and you know the the big mouse loves it and i'm sure there's no doubt that walt would have loved it and you know you could take that to the bank and just know it's the same thing as been doing this cast for almost five years how many people love and appreciate that we're doing it every week yes and, and you're you're giving something of your yourself and sharing it with people, especially with the story that you just told. How much it means to you on so many different levels. That's what you have to take away from it. It's 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 the human the human touch the human aspect of the whole thing.
0: It's um if I, I have a friend um, that I went to high school with, he is. Uh, an incredibly talented individual. He's a Grammy award-winning uh, singer. Uh, his name is Pat Monahan. Uh, he's the lead singer for the group Train. Yeah. And um, I heard Pat say uh, not too long ago on a podcast that he does, actually, um, about how young musicians are always coming up to him and saying, how do I do what you do? How do I become famous? I want to become famous. I want to be a rock star. And that's the I think that's the wrong approach and I and, and, and Pat had talked about that as well about being kind of that's the wrong reason to go into this right exactly. Yeah it can be a component, wealth, popularity, success, and all that comes with it. But when it comes, when it, when it all boils down to it, that can't be the reason why you do this. Right. There's got to be greater reason. And, and I think for, you know, when I, when I got into my mid thirties, I'm almost 50 now. When I got into my mid thirties, I, 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 realized that there was a greater purpose for my art than just becoming a successful popular artist and selling lots of work. Right. Uh, and and only then did this truly accelerate and become uh, um, profitable in my soul, in my in, in you know to me on a on a, on a human level, not a bank account or an autograph signing. Right. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So.
1: Why don't you tell all our listeners once again, you know, plug yourself, tell them, you know, where they can find you um,
0: and then we'll let you go. Thank you. Thank you. Um, well, first of all, you know, allow me to, to thank you for having me on and the listeners for, you know, bearing with me through my long-winded stories i'm a storyteller you know visually and apparently with my mouth as well so <laughs> if, you, if you were here you'd see my hands are flailing as well all the time so um so thank you for having me on this is a tremendous honor thank you um thank you to those who collect and follow my art um you can find my disney art at uh, Walt Disney World or Disneyland, ask for it by name, Kevin John Art. Um, you can also go to my website, kevinjohn.com, Kevin-John.com. And from there, there's explore it. There's landing pages for my social media. You can sign up for my newsletter, my blog. Um, you can buy art. Uh, you can link to see the Disney art. Uh, There's a full page dedicated to that where uh, you can purchase uh, Disney art even if you're not in the parks. We have a tremendous program going on because you can't buy my Disney art online. It's only... The wonderful thing that they do with my art is it's their park exclusives. So only the folks that come to the parks can collect it. Well, there's a lot of folks that don't come to the parks or that can't get to the parks before the stuff sells out. So we have these wonderful kevin john approved personal shoppers you can link to them right on my main page as well and they'll go buy the art for you and what's even better is they have uh, we meet once a month where i autograph and personalize and do little drawings on the prints and everything for for those people specifically just for those shoppers so that when you receive your kevin john art even though you can't get to the parks it's got a little special extra magic with it that's great. Um, so it's all right there, KevinJohn.com, and 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 follow my Facebook right from there because I, I live there every day. We do giveaways and contests, and it's just it's a it's a it's it's really a wonderful community um, of of like-minded people. Just a bunch of folks that are a little kooky, a little weird. We all love this <laughs> Disney thing, and, and and it's a it's a it's a it's a nice place on the on the internet for for positivity and good good vibes and good art. And, Talk food and horror movies and football and all kinds of good stuff. So that's <laughs> that's that's where that's where I like to meet everybody. Nice. That's
1: Thank you, uh, Kevin John, once again for coming on.
0: Thank you, guys. I really appreciate it. It's been an honor. Thank you.
1: And I think that's going to do it this week. So. But first, we want to thank our sponsors, Kingdom Strollers. Get your premium stroller and crib rental at kingdomstrollers.com. Let the vacation experts at mousebros.com plan your next perfect vacation. Don't forget to check our store at redbubble.com slash tiki podcast. And you can connect with us on social media. Find us at Facebook at Shanna Tiki Talk, Instagram and Twitter at Tikitalk Podcast. You can also leave us a message on the Tiki Talk hotline, two five six four 4 my tiki That's 256-469-8454. And if you enjoy the show, please take the title. Please take the please take the time to rate us on iTunes. You can find me on Twitter at one minute Disney Dream. That's one M I N Disney Dream, com and MousePros.com.
0: And you can find me on Twitter and on Instagram at Dole Whip Daily.
2: And you can find me uh, on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, DisneyDiary.com Disney Diary, excuse me, and don't forget to look at and check out the latest news and views at DisneyDiary.com
1: And that's going to be it. Alan, take it away. Thanks for listening this week. For Sean and Keith, I'm Alan. And
0: this has been Enchanted Tiki Talk. Aloha.
1: So, I I know you you like horror. The one thing I wanted to ask you, which I didn't do on the show, was um, if you could do a Stranger Things, Stranger Things from Netflix, (laughs) what kind of piece would you do? I was just curious
0: Wow. Um... You know, I did a sketch of Eleven. Uh, you know, with that her hair chopped and that little blood coming out of her nose. You know, it was a pretty, mm-hmm. pretty striking. But I, I think because I, I lived there with those kids so much. You know, that was the the eighties. That's yeah. when we. You know, I, right. I was I was their age in the eighties. You know, and uh, so. It would probably have to be a very 80s centric piece. I think I'd like to do kind of like a back to the future type of poster idea, you know, Um, you know, maybe with them on their bicycles instead of the. Uh, the DeLorean, or something like that. Enchanted Tiki Talk has been brought to you by MousePros.com. Let us plan your perfect Disney vacation. And MickeyMonthly.com, where you can get the park sent directly to you. And by KingdomStrollers.com, for all your premium stroller and crib rental needs. For all of us here, I'm David Benter. Thanks for listening to Enchanted Tiki
2: Talk.